Welcome to the Daily Cron for Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. So over the weekend, I saw the movie Shazam! I think you have to say it that way because that's an exclamation point. Anyway, I didn't get to talk about it earlier in the week, so I'm going to do that right now. So just in a nutshell, and I'm going to try to keep spoilers to a minimum here, but uh, I still want to talk about a few things. So, but in a nutshell, this movie is great. I had a fantastic time, the most fun I've had in a superhero movie in quite a while. It was so much better than the rather mediocre Captain Marvel film. It it does everything right that you want in a corny, kid-friendly, yet uh, a very much enjoyable for an adult type of superhero movie. <clears throat> it is the just the right kind of direction the DCEU, uh, DC Extended Universe should go in. And I hope this is just a sign of things to come. It has it. It kind of feels like there. The movie is sort of like going for a Marvel movie feel, but definitely still has a little bit of the edge of the DC universe. Uh, and it it feels like a corny, grounded superhero movie, but without being dour and and like depressing, <laughs> like Batman vs vs Superman was. And it it has a rather perfectly executed script where character uh, beats and themes are set up and resolved very well by the end. You have some well-rounded characters here, uh, Billy Batson especially, uh, and and his best friend is like foster brother Freddy, as well as the villain, who is one of the best villains I've seen in a superhero movie in quite a while, who has a very clear motivation and acts as a, 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 a and that provides an excellent like reason for him to be a foil in the movie, even if his, perhaps his, his actual actions in the movie aren't as interesting. The, the fact that they're, that where he, where he comes from, his origin story itself is actually really interesting and, and kind of tragic. And so you actually can have sympathy for him, which is the best kind of villain. I mean, you still, he's a villain, you know, you don't have too much sympathy for him, but you can understand where he's coming from. His reason for going after Billy Batson is clear. Uh, and you understand why he would want to be doing this. Meanwhile, the Zachary Levi's performance in this movie is just fantastic. Probably the best part of the film. He really embodies the whole idea of being like a fourteen-year-old boy who suddenly is a grown man superhero, like you know, like with like Superman-like powers. <clears throat> this movie goes out of its way to to think through like every scenario <laughs> that. You can imagine where if you had a, if you were like a fourteen year old if you were like a like a fourteen year old boy with your best friend and you suddenly have superpowers and you look like an adult like what would you do and so they they go to try to get beer and they they you know fight crime they try to do a whole bunch of superhero tests Freddie uh, comes up with all these very funny tests for uh, for Zachary Levi's character as in the full full form of Shazam to to do to try to understand his superpowers. Uh, because it's established early on in the movie that Freddy is a superhero expert, the other kids in the foster house that um, that Billy ends up in for, in the movie are also given different amounts of screen time, different kind of quirky personalities. They're a little bit they're they're less developed than Freddy. Uh, one of them in particular is really underdeveloped, but you know the movie does attempt to give them some character, some something interesting about them, even though they kind of come off as a little bit one-dimensional, like, uh, like, 
I wouldn't say quite as caricatures, but they're they're obviously like representing a certain kind of trait. Kind of reminds me of um, you know, like in a lot of anime where you have you know like different types of characters. Like you have like the Sundere character, and you have like you know like the um, the you know you have these like stereotypes. That's a word for like kind of like stereotype characters. <clears throat> but it, you know it, it works. It works well enough, and they play uh, a, a the probably the a very important role in the movie because the movie is really about Billy Batson and his journey dealing with some personal stuff with uh, his searching for his mom, as well as his, his figuring out what is family. And that theme of family ends up permeating the movie and ultimately really coming back in a very satisfying way by the end. Uh, and there's some really cool twists that happen in this movie in, in the third act that I won't spoil, but are awesome, if you, especially if you don't see him coming. <clears throat> so, uh, some things that are real highlights in this movie. Billy Batson's whole, his whole journey to find his mom. I, I really enjoyed that this was the undercurrent of his personal journey in the film. So it starts out with him looking for his mom, looking for everyone named his mom with the same name, because uh, we find out that when he was really young, like four or something, he was at a carnival with his mom, they got separated, and she never found him again. So he thinks that, so in his mind, he he lost her, and he's he uh, is looking for her this whole time. Like, he feels guilty about it, and so he's tracking them down. In the beginning, he gets in trouble with some cops trying to, uh, trying to use, uh, use a cop car to, <laughs> to track her down. And so he uh that's how he ends up in the group home but uh i like that the group home itself is just a nice kind of working class environment with really cool parents they aren't given a lot of screen time the movie very hurriedly establishes that they are good people and that this is a good place to to grow up and that all the other kids are like well adjusted and if not if if a little quirky and that you know it, it's a very positive view of Foster care, because uh, often in movies I'll see foster care systems being portrayed as terrible or the parents being awful and that kind of thing. It's it's not like in Harry Potter where Harry's has terrible foster parents. No, Billy ends up with really great foster parents actually, and really great um you know uh, foster uh, siblings. Uh, even though in the beginning he doesn't he doesn't accept them, but that's part of his journey to this film to accept them. <clears throat> so most of the movies actually him interacting with the other family members. And then the villain comes into play. And the villain uh, makes a lot of sense as a foil. His motivations are very clear. His backstory is tragic uh, and a bit sympathetic. So you can kind of can see where he's coming from. Although, as with any good villain, he may be sympathetic, but he goes too far. And so, but you, but you understand where he comes from. You can understand why he's after Billy. And then, uh, from Billy's perspective, he's just kind of... Uh, fish out of water for most of this movie. He doesn't know how to use his powers. He doesn't know, like, what he's supposed to do with them. And so part of his journey is uh, accepting his family as well as maturing enough to be able to handle the responsibilities of this kind of power. Because while it's all well and good to and fun to imagine the different scenarios, if you're a kid and you have superpowers, what would you do? At the end of the day, he has, like, like really deep responsibilities to protect um, the, this, uh, you know, magic that he has now. And so there is an excellent scene in here where, uh, it takes place, I think, on the, the art, the art museum steps in Philly, because that's where this movie takes place. 
where Billy accidentally causes an, an a bus accident, and then he has to resolve the problem that he caused, and it and it, it it's a turning point in the film where he understands that it's not just all fun and games, that this is serious, and that he he needs to you know be a bit more responsible about it. So you have a bit of you know a maturation of the character, like a little coming of age kind of thing going on there. You have uh, accepting of your family. You have you just have all these great themes, but they're not portrayed in a overly simplistic way. Like you can really feel that while the movie is extremely corny, it's corny in a good way. But the characters feel, especially the like Freddie and Billy and the and the villain, like they feel much more real than you might expect in a really corny superhero movie. Uh, when the characters that are given the time and the focus, they are believable, much more three-dimensional characters than uh, you might expect. And the underlying message of the film is a very positive one. That's another thing I really liked about it, because often, often especially the DC movies, it's been horrible, depressing, depressing things. But no, this movie is, it's a, it's a very clear-cut message, like, about, about you know, family is, is powerful, and, um, you know, and, and all that, but it's a good one. I mean, I mean, why not? And it does have uh, like like everything in the movie is a little bit Goonies esque. I would say in the sense that like the characters all have very defined traits and quirks. That even the side characters are kind of like a little bit stereotypes, but it all works. Like it it maybe you think it shouldn't work, and in a lesser script or with a lesser lead set of leads it really wouldn't but it totally works here it's total it's 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 just a lot of fun and zachary levi's performance is kind of a revelation <laughs> like like he just portrays a 14 year old boy in a grown superhero body perfectly it's uh it's really a wonder to see at no point does it did, did i at no point in the movie did i think that i was watching zachary levi the whole movie i think i'm watching billy batson <laughs> And that's real testament there, because it's not. I don't think it's easy for a grown actor to portray like that kind of character, where you're you're supposed to be a kid uh, in you know a grown up body. That's not that's not that's not a common I think uh, type of role. Although there's some uh, at least one famous example like Big comes to mind, and so that can't be an easy role. And he portrays it really well. Uh, he was. Possibly the perfect casting for this role. And if you've ever seen him in some of the other stuff he did, like Chuck, you know, he has that kind of uh, nerdy, hyper vibe. It works perfectly for this. So, I highly recommend the film. I mean, uh, a little bit of a warning that you should probably only have your kids see it if they're like, I don't know, 11 or 12 and up. Because there's a few really scary scenes in there, but nothing too gruesome or anything like that. It has a very positive message. The plot threads and character traits are all set up and and paid off by the end of the film very neatly. It sets up a sequel in a little little mid credits you know scene very well. It has a lot of excellent humor, uh, a lot of jokes about superheroes, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of really funny kind of physical comedy related to. Uh, Shazam figuring out his powers. So the whole movie is just very entertaining. If you like superhero movies, if you like 
like kind of the 80s Goonies vibe and the 90s kind of movie superhero movie vibe kind of mixed together with really good acting and uh you like uh you want to see a movie that also takes place in a weird <laughs> a weird faux Philadelphia it's like a combination of like Canada and Philly with the wrong logos on things it's uh it's just a it's just a joy it's just a joy of the movie of a movie you'll walk out of that that theater I think with a big smile on your face having had a good time and I think your kids will just love it. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to what they can do with this franchise in the future. Because if you know anything about the comic version of Shazam, he's a big deal character. I mean, he's a uh, magic. His ma- magic has, I guess, technically been in the DC Exciting Universe. But this is like the, f- I guess, uh, Wonder Woman is magic, I guess, somewhat. But... Um, he plays a prominent role in the magic part of the DC universe, and his main villain, Black Adam, of course, is going to be played by The Rock, and they don't have... He, the Rock's not in this movie or anything, but they do kind of obliquely refer to him in the film. Uh, so if you know what to look for, you know who they're referring to when they talk about a particular character. But I'm really looking forward to see how it works out. The mid-credit and the final credit, uh, you know, like, uh, scenes are cool the the movie ends uh, there's a couple of twists at the end that are really nice and i won't spoil them they're really fun and go and see it i mean definitely go see this movie before you and before it gets bumped out of theaters because everyone's gonna go see endgame for like five times in a row okay <laughs> go see this movie now it's totally worth your your money uh it's rare that you can find a family friendly film like this that can be so enjoyable for literally everybody. And that has also a positive message in the end. It's not just like some super violent slugfest. Uh, although there are, you know, there is some punch punch stuff, but it's all, it's all more like PG, you know, 13 level PG level or something. It's more like action figures fighting than it is. Um, the kind of brawl that was in like Batman, Superman. So uh, go see it, because we need more movies like this in the superhero genre, especially on the DC side, which has just been just launched terribly. But this is good. This plus Aquaman, which I still haven't seen, but I've heard good things about. Uh, Maybe this is a turning point, because I am really more of a DC person, I think, ultimately, than I am a Marvel person. So I've been really disappointed by DC for a long time in the movie realm. And I I, this is the first time I've I've watched and I said, yes, this is good, because DC is all about the larger-than-life superheroes, and this movie kind of captures that pretty well. It captured it pretty well. Like, you have this over-the-top corny superhero, but it all works, and, and it's fun. And I liked it a lot. So go see it, and if you like it, and you want to tell me about it, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. At Stolton, S two L T O N. Same thing on Instagram. You can go to dailycrimepodcast.com and there's a contact form if you want to send me an email. Look at the back catalog of what are we at? Like 72 other episodes before this one about different stuff. Uh, if you want to hear my review of Captain Marvel, that's back in there too. Uh, so, okay, give it a shot. And if you haven't already bought your Endgame tickets, because uh, that's probably the only thing anyone's going to care about in a couple of weeks. Uh, it might be too late. <laughs> I don't know. I heard they were selling really well. Okay, that's it for today. 
tomorrow is a Philly Coca meeting, so no idea if I'll actually make uh, this podcast on time tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to give it a shot. So I'll talk to you, I'll say, next time. Later.